If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now. No judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. Ask yourself, am I ready to commit to this work? I want you to ask yourself this question because therapy is a process. It is not a one-stop shop. Hi loves, I'm Dantea Mitchell-Hunter, your new fave self-worth therapist, and this is Detox Therapy. Quick note, even though I'm a fully licensed therapist, this show is not a replacement for therapy. If you find yourself needing a therapist, definitely search for one in your area. Now, if you want to work with me though, and you live in Washington, Georgia, or DC, then please go to my website, at soireesintherapy.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. Okay, welcome to the new year, loves. Celebration. I'm excited for this year and I also, you know, I also can admit that it feels a little morbid planning for the year because like with COVID and everything, all the variants of COVID, I really don't know what to expect. And, and I still love to dream. I just do. I love to take risk and hope for the best, really. So I hope you can do the same for yourselves, you know, still planning to live your best life, still making this the greatest year so far. And just going towards that and going forward. And with it being a new year, it comes with new plans for our lives and what we can do to make it better. So a lot of you have asked how to find a therapist. Even in my inner circles or random interactions with strangers, there was someone at a liquor store um, a few weeks ago who was asking me this, like, how to find a therapist? You know, the question is always like, how do I find a therapist? What are the steps? So I decided to dedicate an entire episode to answer this question. These questions. It may be a two-parter. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, So yeah, this is an episode entirely dedicated to a step-by-step guide on how to find a therapist. Also, by the way, as I'm talking about all the steps, I'm going to be using the word therapist interchangeably with clinician. It's just what I do. And it's what happens in the field as well. So, all right, let's get into it. Oh, <laughs> before I jump right into the top questions asked, when when searching for a therapist, I believe it's important, muy importante, to first understand what your needs are versus just going with the first therapist who responds to your email. All right, let this be in a very intentional 
thing that you're doing, an intentional journey that you're starting. So what do I mean by this? I mean, asking yourself, what are your current struggles? Like, what are your current um, issues you're experiencing, problems you feel like you're experiencing in your life, such as I, I keep having outbursts that leaves the people I love wanting to distance themselves from me, or I don't know why I can't keep a relationship, or I have been unhappy for the past two years and nothing I've done has made me feel better long-term, right? We can get our nails done. We can get a massage. We can go on a trip. We can buy new clothes. We can buy a house. We can get a new apartment. We can whatever, right? We can buy new lipstick. (laughs) And it's a moment of happiness. It's a moment of like, things are good. And then all of a sudden, here we are again, crying into our pillow at night, putting on the faint smile, right? So none of these things have made you feel better long-term, right? That's, that's something that could be a sign like, oh, okay. Okay. That's something I want to be working on. Maybe your problems are related to family dynamics. We've talked a lot about family dynamics on this show. So if you are need to be reminded of some family dynamic issues, please go back to previous episodes. Uh, maybe the problems are around self-worth, work, self-esteem, sexual trauma, anything of the sort, really. Once you identify the problems you would like to be resolved, that's when we begin the search process. So you don't have to be like, okay, these are the exact things I got to talk about. Just, I, I just want you to have something in mind. Just something in mind, right? Okay, so step one. Determine if you want to use insurance or private pay. Okay, private pay means you will be paying out of pocket up front for your sessions. This is important to determine first because it can save you time during your search, okay? Something else I want to mention about using insurance versus private pay. So if you only want to use insurance, right? Like, nope, mm -mm, nope, got to use insurance. So if that's the case, you can filter your searches. And I'll talk more about searches later on. You can filter your searches um, when you're looking online to show your insurance only, like maybe you have Blue Cross Blue Shield, maybe you have Kaiser, maybe you have Medicaid, whatever that is, you click the button, there's usually a button, click it, and it only will show you clinicians who take that insurance, okay? Also important to note, going through insurance can be quite taxing. There's just, there's just a, just a lot of steps. There's just a lot of things, right? So make sure you reach out to your insurance agency and ask them to provide you with the list of therapists that are currently on their provider list. Things change all the time and they would have the most updated list of people who are currently in network with them. So ask them for that. If they try to push back, be like, nobody, I need that list. Thank you. Um, some webs, some insurance companies now have, um, dedicated in a whole website to where you can just go to that website and it only shows clinicians that is in network as well. So by doing all of this, that should really help you narrow your, narrow your search. Okay. Now, if you decide to pay out of pocket, you may have a more expansive list of providers to choose from. And a lot of times out of pocket, not all the time, sometimes out of pocket clinicians have much sooner availability versus Using insurance, you might have to be like on a wait list, which, hey, if it's someone you really like, get on their wait list. Let's start somewhere. Step two, ask yourself, 
Am I ready to commit to this work? I want you to ask yourself this question because therapy is a process. It is not a one-stop shop. You will not be fixed in one hour. The healing process can happen over many sessions. I mean, think about it. The sadness you've been feeling did not just show up overnight, right? It has been there for years. So walking into a session and thinking the healing will happen overnight, it's just not correct. It's it's not possible. But trust me, if I could heal you in one session, I promise my fee would be upwards of 500,000, period, period. Like, if I can heal it at one session, like, what kind of magicalness is going on, right? So give it time. It's just going to take time. Some clients are in session anywhere between eight sessions to 52 sessions and even more, right? It, it, it It's, think of it as a customized plan, right? Cannot guarantee you'll be healed in four sessions. I can't even guarantee eight sessions. What I can say, though Sessions are usually, depending on the modality too, which is, that's, that's another episode for sure. Depending on modality, it could be eight sessions. It could be up to 52. It could be years, right? It it all, it just all depends on what you're needing, your therapist, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So during this process, regardless, you will need patience and the will to do the work that will be needed to reach your healing. Okay. So again, I want you to ask yourself, am I ready to commit to this work? Step three. If you are looking for a therapist, therapists are considered licensed professionals, right? It will say license XYZ, right? So these professionals are trained to do deeper clinical work. Oftentimes, this work is designed to be long-term, which can take place over a few months, even a year. I'm talking about therapy in this moment. Therapy, oftentimes, is a different kind of training where you really just have a... Basically, therapy therapists are trained in psychotherapy. Again, another episode. It's just a deeper kind of work. And so when it comes to counselors and social work, it's a different type of training, Right? Sometimes it's more behavioral focused, okay? So there are many types of trained professionals. There are social workers, there are professional counselors, there are mental health counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, and marriage and family therapists. I will say, I'll say this. If you're looking for someone who sees the world through a systemic lens, right? Systemic meaning how things are connected to each other. Um, Someone who will... Explore and can understand how family dynamics affects your adult decision making, then I'd suggest going with the marriage and family therapist. Now, am I being biased because I happen to be a marriage and family therapist? I mean, maybe. (laughs) And I honestly, I just know the training of my field. Now, that does not mean other trained professionals cannot do family systems work. In fact, I know uh, a few very skilled, very skilled social workers and professional counselors who are phenomenal. Like if they weren't my friends, I would definitely get therapy from them like 100%. So what you can do um, 
So, okay. So if you can't find an available marriage, licensed marriage family therapist, ask your clinician, the person that you may be interviewing, ask them if they are trained in family systems. Have they gone, have they gotten any outside credentialing to understand the fam- family systems? Cause that can happen too. I will also say that not all marriage and family therapists, also known as MFTs, we're not all the same. We're just not, which leads me to step four. It's important to read the speciality of the therapist. If you're looking for help with sexual trauma and the therapist website only talks about eating disorders or work stress, they may not be the best fit for you because you specifically need someone who was focusing on your needs. Right. So for an example, you wouldn't go to a vegan restaurant looking for cow beef, would you? Step five, determine your preferences. This is very important. I think a lot of times, even when I'm referring people to other therapists, sometimes we feel like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just give me anyone who's available. No, don't, you know, right? I don't want you to do that. I want you to really think about what, what would you like to see either in the room, in the person that will help you do this really vulnerable work, right? So really think about your preferences. So like, do you want a man? Do you want a woman, non-binary, someone from the LGBTQIA plus community? Does this person need to be heterosexual? Do they need to be of the Christian faith? Uh, do they need to be someone of the BIPOC community, right? It's important to ask yourself if you want someone who has a familiar or familiar, a similar background to you because they may be better able to relate. Just things to think about. Like, so for me, my first, my first like therapist, she was a white female. And for me at that time, I just really needed someone to help me start my journey of like self-worth and self-love and really starting to understand uh, the anxiety and depression that would just keep coming up, right? So at that time, her being a white woman wasn't detrimental until I really needed to really hone in on like how race is also affecting my mental health, right? And so then I got a new therapist and she was a black female and that was really helpful for the work I needed to do in my life at that time with her. So preferences matter. Okay. So like I was just saying, you know, maybe race may be important to your session. So this is just all things to consider. All right. Step six, determine your availability, right? When are you able to do this, this vulnerable work? Are you flexible? Is your schedule something that can um, meet at any time, right? Just, just as you're flexible. Are you limited on the times you can meet? Does it need to be weekends only, Make sure that your chosen clinician is available for what meeting times work for you, right? Maybe you can only do Fridays. Um, Maybe it has to be after five. Maybe 10 a.m. is the best time, right? Things to all pay attention to and to look for. Step seven, online versus in person. (laughs) You know, it might be hard to believe. However, before covid Online therapy was like, ugh, new. Why would anyone want to do that? And I, when I opened my private practice back in uh, 2019, 2018, 2019, I'm not sure. Uh, I 
only I did it online. I was like, I want my private practice to be online only, period. And I remember getting a lot of emails and even people in my field being like, why would it be online? Like, why don't you want to be in person? Um, I remember someone reached out to me who seemed like such an ideal client of for me to work with. And she said, oh, I just really need someone. I need really need to be in person. And I'm like, mm, OK. So, you know, it's a common misconception that online therapy is less effective therapy. Like you're like it's this belief that you're not going to get the same thing online if you were in person. Well, let me say this. A well-trained therapist will provide the same level of expertise and attention, whether they are on a screen or four feet in front of you. There are some cases where in-person sessions is best, such as like extreme substance abuse, uh, high levels of suicidal ideations, for an example. Um, so, so it just really depends on your needs and the needs of your therapist's preferences. Maybe, maybe they too only want to be in person. Maybe they too only, I mean, who knows, right? Like, so just thinking about that for yourself, do I really need it to be in person and check, check that understanding for yourself? Is that because I feel like online is going to be less effective? Because like I said, someone will train, you're not, it's not going to be a difference. It doesn't matter. Okay. Step eight where to search, right? Like, okay, Dante, girl, you told me all these other background things. But again, like, how do I find them? Hello? Okay, here we go. I got you. Where to search? You can ask your friends, right? That's where I would first start. If you have friends who you can tell have grown in a very positive way, you see them glowing and healing and putting up boundaries and not dealing with toxic people and all that kind of stuff, right? I would ask them like, hey, who, who's your therapist? Uh, you can also ask your doctor or use any one of the free directories that list clinicians. So I'm going to name some of those. There's therapyforblackgirls.com. There's zencare.com. Psychologytoday.com. Therapyden. And multiculturalcounselors.org. Now, that last one I mentioned, that one is only Washington-based. So... There are so many directories out there. The ones that I listed are ones that I feel like do a really good job of filtering. Uh, and I think they're really helpful. So next, step nine. Schedule a consultation with your top therapist to make sure you two are a good fit. You want to see if you vibe with their energy. You want to listen to how they respond to your questions and if they really can understand your problem. Many therapists offer free consultations. So, so book one and have your questions prepared. Step 10. Questions for consultation. So it's important to... Go into a consultation because sometimes they're only like 15 minutes. Sometimes they're 10 minutes. Sometimes they're even 30 minutes. There are some clinicians where it's literally 50 minute consultation. So, you know, just being a little prepared, having having questions prepared that maybe weren't fully answered on their website. So some of those questions could be, what is your fee? Are you accepting new clients? Are you fully licensed? So I mentioned license before. I just want to explain what that means. So license means they have completed all the credentials required to 
practice independently without a higher level therapist watching over their work. Right. So meaning like they can practice, they can do therapy alone. Like they don't need to have someone watching over them doing this work. Right. Most times this means they completed 2000 to 3000 hours of clinical hours and passed the national exam. So there's a lot of things that's going on to get to the level of licensed. Step 11. If it's a match during the consultation, then schedule your first therapy session. Step 12, celebrate that you've just booked your first therapy session and you are now one step closer to your healing. And step 13, oh no, it's been three sessions and I'm not fixed yet. Okay, all right. So remember, therapy takes time. And determining if your new therapist is a good fit will take about two to three sessions. I highly recommend doing at least three sessions unless you get a very strong reaction, right? Like this person is not a good fit. You know, maybe they're trying to push their religious beliefs onto you. Maybe they are making implicit or explicit sexual advances towards you. Or they might not believe in Black Lives Matter, things like that, right? And yes, all these things can happen, unfortunately, in a therapy room. So just know that you do not have to stay. You can discontinue with the therapist and you can let them know why it's not a good fit. You know, give them the reason. This is a very human job, right? So you have every right to tell them what didn't work well for you. Okay, last step. Step 14, repeat the search process and try again. If the person wasn't a good fit, Maybe the person was a great fit. You guys worked together for some time and then you got to a point where you needed to work with someone else who maybe who did intensive trauma. Now that's come up, whatever the case may be, or maybe you're going to do couples therapy with someone else. Repeat the search process and, you know, do it again. So those are my steps to finding a therapist. Give it a try. I want you to have your healing booze. Okay. Like you deserve healing. Check out the show notes or my website for like downloadable version of this guide. I know there are a lot of steps, so I want to make sure we have like something tangible that you can use. And there are also some email templates and questions to ask in your consult. I want to try to provide some questions in a consult because some people are like, I really don't know what to ask. I don't know. Right. So I want to provide that for you just in case you're finding yourself getting stuck. So listen, like you're not alone. Like I said before, I had to go through uh, these steps a couple of times myself. And when I'm in a position again, well, when my when I find myself in a position again to want to work with a therapist, these are the exact steps that I take, right? And so again, like you deserve your healing. I want you to have that. And here's a way to start that. If you have any more questions about this, reach out to the show. Definitely can help answer questions around this. Okay? So, Did you get all of that? Good luck on your search. And you got this. Until next time. Thank you, loves, for listening to this week's episode. If you're enjoying the show, it'd be really great if you could please rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Soirees and Therapy. To learn more about the services I offer, visit soireesandtherapy.com. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, please send your question to dantea at soiresandtherapy.com. The answer might just become an episode.